Welcome to the Rainbow Skyline Podcast on The Athletic. Nice pass, Jokic! Nice and I told him, listen, if you see me around Denver, Colorado, anywhere, it's all about the Nuggets right now. Rainbow. Hello and welcome to a fresh edition of the Rainbow Skyline Podcast, one of the many great shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. My name is Nick Cosmeter, and I'm joined as always by my colleague Kendra Andrews. Together we make up the Denver Nuggets coverage team at The Athletic. Today we are talking Disney. The NBA has set its return to action plan, which we already knew, but now we know amenities. We know how it's going to work for the players, thanks to a 113-page memo sent to players um, that our own Sham Sharania reported on earlier this week. We're going to talk Denver accommodations in Orlando and how the NBA's detailed bubble plan could affect the Nuggets. Uh, but first, we simply want to say thanks to all of you who have continued to support our work at The Athletic during these trying months. It has helped us continue to produce in-depth reporting that you have come to expect. If you are not yet a subscriber, head to theathletic.com slash Rainbow Skyline to get a great low-cost deal on a subscription. Sign up now. You never know when these deals will end. Um, Kendra, so the, the first thing that kind of jumps out is, uh, the nuggets, the nuggets are with the cream of the crop hotel group, right? Yes, um, they are. you know, <laughs> we wondered how having home court advantage or having earned home court advantage, um, you know, would play out in a situation where every team is playing in a neutral capacity down in Orlando. And it seems like the NBA said, well, um, you get your first choice or, the, or the, the quote unquote best choice of hotel, so the, the the Nuggets will be staying at the Grand Destino Resort uh, at, at Coronado Springs, um, and that's the closest thing, I guess, to home court advantage. Before we get a little bit into, um, you know, what some of the stipulations will be for for testing, for what players can do, and all of that kind of thing, uh, what do you think of this having this kind of quote unquote hotel choice with the top teams? Is that is that a big deal, a little deal, no deal at all? Um, I don't know if it's. Big or little, I mean, I think it definitely, I mean, it shows you right there the three tiers of of the teams that are that are going to Orlando. You have the Nuggets are staying with the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks, all those teams. Then you have the second tier teams and then the bottom. So I think I think it's nice of, you know, it's a added bonus. There you go. You don't get home court. So here's a little extra something for you. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's a huge, huge deal in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so from the standpoint of like how that's really going to help you uh, play. I, I mean, look, the, when this document came out, I, I think it sort of helped underscore just how difficult this situation is going to be because, you know, you can sit here and say, well, like, oh, I'd, I'd like to spend three months in isolation at a, um, you know, at a, at a hotel resort or, or whatever the case might be. That sounds nice. But what people aren't who say that what you're not registering is that, like, this is the most intense work period for an NBA player. This is this is why they go through everything they go through. Um, it, it is it is sort of a, a very intense time. The playoffs, as we know, mentally, physically, and that's what they're coming up to. So to to have that most intense time of your job be in a situation that is completely different, in which the ways that you sort of go about preparing on a daily basis are going to be not only interrupted but completely thrown on their ear. Uh, those things are all all a major factor in, in who's going to come out of this thing on top. And we, we see some of the restrictions that are taking place that we're going to talk about. So to have any kind of like little ad- edge, maybe, maybe it's a psychological thing to say, Hey, 
we know we're with this group. And part of it is logistics, right? That the NBA put together teams that they expect to stay kind of the longest in Orlando. So, so the teams that were some of those not in the playoff picture currently, those are the ones that are kind of all staying in, in, in the same hotel uh, to, to, with the idea that they'll probably be out first. And then, you know, Disney can start moving people into the hotels, whatever the case might be. Um, it, it's just a situation where if you get any kind of psychological edge, uh, I, I think it's an important thing, whether whether being in a, in a, in a quote unquote nicer hotel is, is what does it for you. Uh, or not, I don't know. That that's probably something you would have to talk to each individual player about. Um, but I would suppose it's probably better than not to be to just know that you're with that upper echelon group, that that upper tier group of teams that is that is getting that that accommodation. W- what else? What else stuck out to you as you kind of went through this this memo and you, you saw some of the reporting that um, you know Arsham Sharani and Sam Amick did. Uh, about what the players are going to go through down there. What what are what were just some of your first impressions of uh, of the memo? It, it was a lot. I mean, anytime you get, yeah, I can't even imagine lot. them getting handed. Here's an 113 page document. Good luck, kind of going through all of that. And I mean, y- you can tell that they're really they really are trying to think of everything. Some of the things that kind of caught my attention of, huh, was you know. They can play cards, but after you discard a card, you throw it away. You guys can play ping pong, but you guys can't play doubles ping pong because if you're standing on the same side of the ping pong table, you're not six feet apart from each other. Um, those two things in terms of the activities and, and the measures that they're putting in place and the activities kind of stood out to me. And then also, you know, of course, I'm sure we're going to talk about those magic bands that every single player is going to be wearing and they have to wear that gives their temperature, it keeps track of their heart rate, it, it can monitor social distancing, it, it's, it's, they're pretty much their tracker, which is pretty kind of intense. Um, and then the also the hotline that players, if, if a player sees another player breaking any of these rules, there's an anonymous player hotline where you call and you can report your fellow athletes, um, which I think is, I think it'll be interesting to kind of see, I don't think we're going to get to know how that works. It's anonymous, it's internal only, but just kind of the idea of that. It's, it's really interesting to think about. Yeah. And with that anonymous line, it's, it's, we saw a lot of players kind of come out, um, you know, on on Twitter and social media and just say like, you know, they, they really expect us to be, you know, turning in, turning people in like that's, that's not really kind of like the code, right. Of, of, of NBA players of, of that brotherhood to kind of, to do that. And, you know, certainly you would wonder any, anybody reporting, um, you know, if there's, if there's other motivations involved, if you're, you know, whether you're trying to, <laughs> trying to have a team potentially not have a player available or something like that. I, I just, I, I think that, that these players are all going through the same thing and understand how difficult that is going to be. I, I would just be surprised if there were players who were saying, Hey, let's, you know, let's get other guys in trouble for this. At the same time, they understand that the whole system of this is built on, you know, guys as as rough as this is, as as rough as it is to kind of be in this in this lockdown for such a long time. You know, they understand that that's the way that they're going to be able to play. That's the way that they're going to be able to pursue this championship, which a lot of teams going into this tournament think that they're going to have a chance to do. Right? I mean. If, if you really feel like you have that chance, you're going to probably be a lot more willing to put up 
with with some of these restrictions um, than say you're just going down there and probably only only playing eight games and then going home. So there's going to be people down there who I think have a, a lot different degree and intensity of I guess desire to 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 follow these rules. I mean, don't don't you think that there is going to be like again just different motivations that could dictate how players handle this situation? Totally, I totally agree with you. You know, if if when we mentioned those breakdowns in hotels, right? So it could almost be a by hotel thing. If you're in that hotel with what presumably the league thinks is going to be in for the long haul, yeah, those teams might be taking it or might be way more cautious um, about what they do, who they do it with, because if we are really here to win and if one of us breaks the rules you're kicked out. So, you know, if Giannis Antetokounmpo does something and it gets reported, he's kicked out. And then the Bucks say, well, what now? Or even for the Nuggets, if Nicole Jokic accidentally does something, gets reported and gets kicked out, you know, that's that's a, re- a really big deal for them because then the whole dynamic changes. And, you know, for teams who I think, I mean, I think the, the teams who are kind of in the bubble, or at least I'm not in the NBA bubble, but the bubble uh, between being in the playoffs and not being right. in the playoffs. <laughs> Too many bubbles. Um, yeah. I think I think they'll still take it seriously, but I, I do agree with you that it might there might be a little bit more eye rolling. Maybe it's more of a headache of man, we have to do all of this, and you know we don't even know how long we're going to be here for. Um, so there there may be some of that. Hey, listeners, producer Cam here to tell you about Hawthorne. Hawthorne makes smelling great cool again. Even though I don't think smelling great has never not been cool, and if you don't think it's cool, then there are other issues we need to discuss. Beyond that, make sure you try out Hawthorne's quick and easy two-minute quiz. That quiz will set you up with personalized products from deodorants, shampoos, body washes, colognes. It's all fantastic, and it's also a fantastic Father's Day gift. A minor alliteration there. So make sure you check out Hawthorne at hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E, and .co. That's C-O, not .com. Hawthorne.co, and use the promo code ATHLETIC to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co, and use the promo code ATHLETIC to get 10% off your first purchase. Hawthorne.co. I I mean, I think one of the things that kind of struck me was that how long it's going to take for players to get their families down there. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, part of this said player guests... Uh, can only come after a team advances past the first round of the playoffs. So you're talking if you if you go down there, you have like a three week training camp before the games start. Then you have eight games that probably takes about three weeks, uh, two weeks for another first round. So you're talking about you know another another kind of couple months before players who are so accustomed to be you know for some players it's going to be their you know their wives for for other players it's going to be their you know their moms that maybe even their kids. These are situations where these are the people that every single day, you know, kind of help you along. I, I just think of if I was to go and, and obviously within this job, you leave, you know, you leave your family for for maybe a week at a time. Typically is the longest like one time road trip that you're going to be on a week, maybe 10 days. But you're talking two months of of, of being away. Um, and so I think, you know, for 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 those who understand what what those, what those responsibilities are. It's a lot. And so to me, it's going to be who handles that the best. How do, how do teams try to 
you know, be sympathetic to, to what players are going through. You know, we know that they're, they're, they're trying to ensure that there are the proper mental health services available that, that teams can bring, um, you know, massage therapists, if that's the way that players can like kind of unwind and loosen down. Um, but, but that I'm really, you know, I, I, I think a lot about the mental, this, totally. this is going to be such a, um, such a mental challenge. I think so much more than, than a lot of the other things. Um, yeah, I agree with you. And you know, a lot of these guys, they have their routine down, right? They have their pregame yeah. routine, their postgame routine, and it has to be completely adapted into a new setting and, and ensure it might be able to be, you know, adjusted to, to Orlando in the hotel, but it's never like staying in a hotel is never the same thing as going to go to your own home, sleep in your own bed, have your own food, have everything exactly how you like it. And so I agree with you. I think the mental aspect of this is going to be probably, I mean, if it was me, it'd be really challenging. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how, how guys cope with it. That now they're only they're only having their rooms done uh, once a week in an effort to again reduce interaction between uh, NBA on campus folks and then the the Disney staff that is coming in to you know help them live in this bubble. Um, who who on the Nuggets do you think a week in is going to have <laughs> uh, create a larger problem for staff uh, and and maybe who who's going to be if you had to guess a little tidier <laughs> versus messier. Hmm. You know, that's a tough question. It's hard to say, right? It's, it's really hard, to, hard say. to say. You can just gauge, maybe tr- just judge by folks' lockers. Yeah, is, that's is exactly what I was thinking. I was trying to think of, okay, who is the most organized locker versus who's the one with shoes spilling out everywhere, you know? Michael, <laughs> and I don't know if it's because he just has a lot of shoes, but, you know, Michael Porter's shoes are, are everywhere. Um, I, uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of who is the, you know, who is neat? Vladko Chancher has a very organized locker, I feel, you know, I feel yeah, like he's yeah. a very tidy guy. It's I true. Can, it's the challenge though. If you've, if you're, you know, if your company that you're a part of, like Puma's sending him ton of <laughs> shoes all the time, like where, where do you, where do you put these things? It's I like, yeah. I mean, I feel like those part of things that, would be a guy who wouldn't make his bed every day. <laughs> I don't know. No. Yeah. We, uh, we will, cer- we're cer- we'll certainly see. Um, <laughs> but it, again, I mean, th- we, those are sort of kind of the, the funnier aspects of like what's going to be going on. Um, but, but again, I, I just think it's going to be a matter of who handles these, these situations the best. And for teams like the nuggets who have, you know, who have these like championship aspirations is, is that going to be enough of a motivation? And for that long, you know, I, I, again, I think even like when we all kind of started to go under quarantine, when, when the coronavirus pandemic began, those first kind of few weeks, it was almost just like a, a novelty. And, and that in and of itself was, even though obviously this is a bad thing, it's, it's different. So I can kind of adhere to that. And now we just see how tough it is from a psychological standpoint for people to, to kind of continue, continue this way. So I do wonder, um, you know, how, how much you're going to see that being a part of it is a first couple of weeks we're down here. This is different. It's new. We're, we're, we're adjusting to it. And then as time goes on, as you're further away from your family, uh, I, I just wonder how how players and how teams will help their players, you know, kind of deal with that mental fatigue that is is sure to come to come up with that. What what do you think to, as to close here? Kind of what do you think is the best way or or players who handle this the best? How, how will they do so? Hmm. You know, I think I think the players who will handle it the best are probably guys who to start out don't mind 
being by themselves. And that's not to say that they won't have any human interaction because they definitely will. But I think it's the people who are already pretty independent, self-reliant, not that, you know, other guys aren't, but you know, I think, I think yeah, it's certain, certain personalities just that they just do just better in those times. Guys right. who I, I, I think, I do think that guys who probably have been in the league longer and who have gone through trades and gone through be, having to readapt quickly to new environments will, will have a, you know, an advantage in that sense compared to guys who, you know, like, like I think of Michael Porter Jr. Who's, this is going to be his first playoff. This was really his first season. He's very tight knit with his family um, and his parents. And, and that's, he's being totally just picked up out of that comfort zone and thrown into something totally different. Um, and so I just think that the guys who have been forced to adapt to new situations quickly in their career and have that experience will will be able to use the tools that they have learned throughout doing that um, and apply it to Orlando. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I think you're going to it's going to seem like um, almost kind of like a go back into like AAU summers where right. I, they said that players can go and, and watch other games. I, I think you're going to see. Uh, a lot of guys probably go into just about every game, right? Because what what better thing to do than go watch basketball? Especially when you consider that a lot of what the NBA is doing is encouraging interactions to be done largely outside uh, in downtime. Well, it is July in Florida, July and August in Florida, just like <laughs> not the most comfortable time to be outside. So I, I'm I'm thinking that a lot of guys are going to start going to other games, watching other players play, and it's going to be fascinating to see you know, do you pick up things differently just being right there and watching a game team play one night and going and playing against them, you know, a night later or two nights later, that that's going to be uh, an interesting thing. So, uh, so much to watch for. We're going to continue to, to dive into this. Um, you know, we'll talk in coming weeks about, about physically, how do players get back into shape with this completely unprecedented way of having to get back to the game. Uh, so we'll explore that next week. That's going to do it for us today, though. A big thanks to our producer, Cameron Molina, and to you for listening along. Be sure to hit us with that five-star review and subscribe to this podcast in order to get fresh episodes in your feed every week. You can now leave comments on each episode inside the Athletic app. So give us feedback. Let us know what you like, what you didn't, what you want to see next. Until next time, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for stopping by.